to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Feed You Podcast. I am so grateful that you're here, and I just want to do a shout out and say thank you, especially this week, as it is Valentine's Day week coming up. Uh, I'm Elisa Connor, and I am the host of the Feed You Podcast, as well as the owner of Elisa Connor Consulting, where I teach business owners just like you how to grow, scale, and love their business beyond the dollar. So today we are talking about the power of love beyond Valentine's Day. And it took me a little while to come up with that title. You know, sometimes I can uh, whip out uh, titles really quickly, but it took me a little while to finesse that and to know what I really wanted to talk about. In fact, um, it took a friend to kind of inspire me to create this episode, and I am very grateful to her. So shout out to Camille for um, helping me get some inspiration around this video. Sometimes uh, with Valentine's Day, it's really easy to get sucked into the um, commercialism of the holiday, and there's candy and Girl Scout cookies and Frankly, I'm trying to eat none of that right now because it's post the holiday season. And if you're like me, the holiday season is um, usually a little bit tempting and I don't always succeed in saying no. So I try to balance that out for the rest of the year. But for sure, when you have all of those uh, temptations of, for me, it's dark chocolate. I love those Dove chocolates, to be quite honest. But um you know, trying to stay away from that, but also the commercialism around like, is this the only year, only time of year that we can love each other? And um, so I wanted to put together a, a more personalized version of this week's podcast to inspire you to kind of look at love from not just one day a year or one time a year or when things are going well, um, but you know, things that can truly be recognized as love throughout your, um, throughout the year, throughout every day. And the biggest proponent of finding that love, as you've heard me say before on the show, is gratitude. And so we're going to talk a lot about gratitude and we're going to talk um, about the different areas that I have found specifically love and gratitude in my life and my business that have propelled great change for me, specifically in the last couple of years. And does that mean my life is perfect? Absolutely not. However, it does mean that I have a perspective that surrounds um, my experiences that encompasses both love and gratitude. So before we hop into today's episode, I hope you're going to stick stick with me because I've got a few specific examples to share with you that will, ins- I'm hoping, inspire you to take a look at your world and um, inspire a gratitude practice, if nothing else, as we move through this episode. Before we get started, let's jump over and hear from our sponsor.
So let's hop into this episode. I am so excited about this episode. So, you know, a lot of times I just got off of uh, ordering from Costco online and um, it's so funny to me. I had to get on there and order contacts, which is totally random and you guys probably don't need to know that. But the first thing that pops up is all the floral arrangements. And I don't know if you like pay attention to, you know, if you're a female, you probably pay attention to this, but the definite rise and in, in decrease of costs depending on different holidays. Well, never, I mean, the floral industry would probably hate me for saying this, but I've told my family, don't ever buy me Valentine. Don't ever buy me flowers at Valentine's Day because they totally jack the price up. And not only that, but um, I just don't think you get the best quality of flowers at that time of year. So of course I'm on the Costco website and the first thing that pops up is all the roses, all the rose bouquets. And I'm like, okay, sometimes, you know, you kind of forget about holidays and I'm honestly, Valentine's Day isn't one of those holidays that I just go, oh, yay, um, and want to celebrate. And it's just, you know, I, I think it's because I celebrate the people and the things in my life that I love all year long. And so I don't really need a special day to call that out, which is something I wanted to address with you all during this episode. So I wanted to kind of walk through some of the things um, that I really take a lot of gratitude and that I really, really love in my life. And some of the things that have shifted for me around um, all of those different items. So it's really easy for us for the most part, to take for granted all of the things in our lives that um, are there every day that, you know, we, we, most of us have eat food to eat. We have a car to drive. We have a house to live in. We have family that loves us, or we have friends that love us. And friends can be just as powerful a family as the family you're born into. So, um, but when you take that for granted, it's uh, a disnomer to the actual, what am I trying to say? It's when you take it for granted, when you start to take that for granted, the energy that the universe perceives is that you don't want more. And so I want you to take into consideration the opportunity to be grateful for everyday things because there are many people probably 90 95 percent of the world um, that don't have the things that we take for granted and so in fact i know um, i read a, a quote at one point that if you have a thousand dollars in bank in your bank account a place to live and food to eat you're richer than 95 percent of the world and when you hear that statistic it kind of makes you stop in your tracks because we get really concerned about, oh, I need money for this. I got to have the new iPhone. I got to have that. I got to, you know, pay car insurance. Well, there are people out there that don't even have a car. They don't have a place to live. And so I wanted to do this episode to really refocus your love meter um, on, you know, maybe you don't, you're not in the perfect relationship. Maybe you don't have the perfect boyfriend or girlfriend or family relationship or whatever, but I would rather shift your perspective about what you do have. Because when you focus on what you do have and you have gratitude for that, the universe hears that, they it sees that and it will deliver more to you. Now, when I say the universe, the universe could be however you choose to label that. That could be the divine, it could be God, it could be Allah, it could be any path you take to get to the spiritual center that lives inside each and every one of us. 
And so I wanted to take a minute to just give um, gratitude and to share with you some of the things that I really love in my life. Now, you know that I have three teenage boys and I have lots of conversations with friends who also have teenagers and about this transition in our lives. And I've talked about it before and it's a very difficult transition for me to have a senior this year. And I just spoke to a really good friend yesterday who's um, I met through business and she has a daughter that is about a year younger and we just both really spoke openly about how hard it is to watch them grow up and to realize that we will never play this role that we're playing right now in their lives again and that we have to mourn that and so every day i am so grateful for my boys and i just i have such remarkable children and i really attribute that to um the divine delivering me exactly what I needed. And I, I told her, you know, there were people that they're like, oh, I really like the baby stage and I really like the toddler stage. And I really like when they're, you know, age kindergarten through fifth grade. And I really and like, I've liked every stage. I've liked every stage that my children have been in. And does that mean that every stage has been a walk in the park and a basketball of roses? Absolutely not. I mean, I look back to the first, in fact, I refer to the first two years the twins were born as being in a coma because you've got three babies under three and it was nuts. But I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed seeing their little smiles and, you know, hearing them coo and um, watching them learn new things. Um, and all, you know, the twins had their own language. And so just the anomaly of them creating their own language outside of what we were trying to tell them. And so um, you may think, oh, they're teenagers now, you know, they're not as cute, they smell bad, they have hairy armpits, all of that is true. And the joke around my house is, you know, their girlfriends in, in the future, if they, you know, become long term girlfriends or wives, they'll be like, oh, what was that? cologne that you used to wear and they'll be like what cologne that was that was Febreze because we go through Febreze around here like crazy because <laughs> there's a lot of voicemail um but you know I was gone over the weekend I got to work on a uh, really cool project that I'm going to talk a little bit about later but I was in Arizona over the weekend and I text my boys usually in the morning and then I text them at night and just to check in hey I love you good morning have a great day that kind of stuff and um one of my twins always texts back. I mean, they all text back, I love you, but one of them texted back, I love you 3000. And if you don't know uh, what movie that's from, go check out the uh, latest Avengers movie and you'll know. But it's just, it's so sweet to me that a 15 year old would actually still tell their mom that they love them 3000. Well, then the next day I was like, hey, I love you, buddy. I hope you had a good day. And he's like, I love you 3001. And I was like, oh, so it's totally a heart melter. But my kids do fun and cool things like that all the time. And I just really count that as a blessing. And I want you to take a look at your lives and see, you know, who who are those people that show up for you every day? And more importantly, who are those people that show up that you don't even realize are showing up? I had another um, example of that happening this morning. You know, I had posted some pictures about this event that I just took place in, took, um, took part in. And I had a friend that I don't um, connect with very often that liked it. And I kind of thought, you know, you know, she's not aware of what's going on in my life. She's not, she's busy with her own thing, but she came in and she commented it and, um, you know, responded to that photo gallery that I put up there. And I thought, you know, what if 
she's actually cheering for me to be successful. And I think that a lot of times we have bigger fans than we're aware of. And we just get really caught up in, um, you know, what's going on in our world that we don't realize that we have people that we are impacting that we never even knew we were going to impact. So I want you to think about that as you're putting things out there, as you're taking steps in your day every day, what is the one thing that you could do or say for someone else that could have great impact? And maybe it doesn't even impact them. Maybe it impacts the person in their life, or maybe it impacts the person behind them in line. Um, And I just, you know, we all have such, we have an ability to create such big positive impact just through our actions, our words, and our thoughts. So that is one reason I'm really proud of my boys is they do things they don't even realize they're doing that impact their friends, that impact their girlfriends, that impact their teachers, that impact other people around them, impacting other adults around them. And they're just being them. And so, um, you know, when when you have those people in your life, I want you to to really take a minute to ask yourself, am I taking them for granted? Or am I so darn lucky that I get to have that person in my life that I need to show them more gratitude? And I need to show more gratitude to the people that created the person that they are. Um, And I could go on and on. I actually have another friend who is such a huge proponent of mine. And she sent me this wonderful article that I'm going to link to um, that I cannot remember the, the, the lady, the author's name, but it's Lila something. And I kept hearing her name and she sent me this beautiful article about, um, what it's like to be an entrepreneur and that you're actually planting a garden that you have to continue to nurture and, um, all of the things that you have to go through when you own your own business. And, um, just little things like that, that you don't, her name is Lila Jana, and I'll, I'll link to the article in the show notes, which you can find at alisaconnor.com forward slash 75. Um, but you know, as you're on this journey, it can be really easy to give up and to be like, I'm just going to do it like everybody else. And the world is actually waiting for you to not do it like everyone else and to really plant and nourish your garden, not someone else's, but yours. And so, um, I would love for you to go and check out that article if you get the opportunity and I'll put it over in the show notes, but taking a look at those who are in your life and the impact that um, you are making on them and that they are making on you and just stopping and giving gratitude for that. You know, as you plant more seeds of of gratitude, more gratitude is delivered to you and more joy and more love and more laughter and all of those things that as human beings we get to enjoy and so take a look today and this week this week of love and really just you know take inventory of all of the the things and the people and the experiences that you've gotten to have even since the beginning of the year here we are only into the second week of january And I can count so many blessings that I've had already. And it's only six weeks just for this year. Um, And start writing those down because on those days when you're like, oh, today was terrible. It's the worst day ever. Blah, 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 blah. All those things that live in your head and and you want to share with someone, but you just don't. Um, You can go back and look at your list and say, oh my gosh, but 
I have all of these things and all of these people that are cheering for me and all of these people that I've touched in their lives. And, and I forgot for a minute because my brain told me that something else, it told me a different story. And so, um, my, my, uh, tip is number one tip is to check in with those around you that support you and love you and inspire you. So my second item of gratitude on this list is my home. And you all know, I have a very deep passion for homelessness and helping those who are homeless. And today, this morning, uh, when I woke up, it was seven degrees, I think it's up to nine now as I'm recording Burr. And my first thought when it snows and when it's really cold like this is of the homeless. We have a really big homeless population in Denver, very similar to what they have in like San Francisco or um, other parts of California, because we've had a huge increase in the cost of living of, you know, what it what it costs to live here. People, you know, you're three steps away sometimes from being homeless and people don't realize that, you know, you could lose your job, you could have a medical condition, you could get into a car accident that causes a medical problem and you, you end up on the street. And most of the homeless population for sure in the San Francisco area is very well educated. I learned that when I went um, and did a mission trip there a couple summers ago. And one of the people running the monastery, I think it was a monastery that we stayed in, um, mentioned that I think it was 80% of the homeless population in San Francisco was actually had a bachelor's degree or higher. And they just couldn't afford to live in, in San Francisco anymore. And they couldn't get a job and they couldn't all of the things. And so every night before I go to bed, I'm just I'm very grateful one that I have heat because it's nine degrees outside. And that was the high overnight. Um, and that things that we take for granted in our homes, that we have those available. When you ask someone who's been on the streets, who hasn't had a place to live, we often think, oh, they're thinking about where's their next meal, but they're thinking about things that we take for granted. The number one complaint or the number one worry for someone that is living on the street is where am I gonna go to the bathroom? And you don't even think about that. You don't even take into consideration, like you just go and you go to the bathroom and you have toilet paper or you can walk into a McDonald's and go to the bathroom. But if you're someone who's been living on the streets, who hasn't had a shower or a bath for a long time, or you're carrying all of your belongings or whatever that may be, the likelihood that they're going to let you use their bathroom if you're not purchasing something, which you have no money for, is slim to none. People lock bathrooms in big cities. They don't want people in there. Um, so the things that we take for granted, the things that we have in our lives that we wake up to every day are luxuries, luxuries that we often don't show gratitude for. Another one is, you know, we go to sleep every night in our warm, cozy beds with blankets and we don't have to worry about someone coming and stealing all of our things or being a victim of homeless violence. The, the violence of homeless against homeless is actually greater than the violence of, you know, regular people being violent towards homeless people. And it, there's a reason that they are seeking refuge in the inner city or outside of the cities. It's because it's dangerous to be there. So imagine if you were in their shoes, 
and you just wanted to lay down and try to stay warm when it's nine degrees out, or if, if you're lucky enough to get into a shelter, um, you still have to worry, like you have to sleep almost with one eye open and how dysfunctional that is and how unhealthy that is to do that for long periods of time. Whereas we just take it for granted. We go to bed, we lock the door and we go to sleep and have no worries about waking up or, you know, not uh, waking up, you know, when we're ready or waking up to an alarm clock. And so when you get up in the morning and I I do a gratitude meditation every morning and every night, and I also keep a gratitude log, but when you can keep track of those things that you experience every single day, you have food in the cupboard, you have the money to go out for dinner, you have uh, people that support you, you have a home to live in, you have safety, you can lock the door, you have a bed to sleep in, you have blankets. That's something that many, many people don't have, nor will they ever have. And so giving gratitude for those things and experiencing the love for those things that you have is really going to help you realign to the love connection other than just like, hey, let's go buy flowers and candy. And so the the second item on my on my list is, you know, my house and all of the things that come with that. Um, you know, the memories that are created here, the family that gathers here, the food that we create here, the um, the warmth, the clothes, all the things that I have that I am so blessed and lucky to have that other people just outside my door aren't lucky enough to have. Um, and then the third one, so I, I told you that there's um, been so many blessings already for, you know, the first six weeks of the year. And a lot of that has to do with my business. I am so lucky to have this business. And I was reading articles. Um, there's, I was reading articles about the different generations. It's very interesting. And I'm uh, probably going to do an episode about, you know, m- millennials versus Gen X versus Gen Z versus baby boomers. Just in the way that we think and the way that we are uh, inter- the way that we interact with marketing it's all very interesting to me and so i want to be able to share that with you but um we are really as gen i'm a gen x and sometimes we feel like the forgotten generation people don't remember that we're here because we're kind of small but we are mighty we are small and mighty um But one of the characteristics that I read about Gen Xers is that we really were the start of the entrepreneurial um, motion and that we uh, are also very grateful. We we don't have a sense of entitlement. We don't have a sense of like we we've always been very grateful and very and overall optimistic about what we could do with our lives and the changes we wanted to see. We didn't expect someone else to do it for us. And so we just did it. And so when I look at my business every single day, um, I have something to be grateful for. And of course there are days that like I'm laying on the couch going, Oh, I don't know if I can do this because that is the life of owning your business. Like if you think that's going to go away, I'm here to tell you right now, that's never going away. There are always going to be hurdles and mountains to climb and, obstacles to overcome. That is part of owning your own business. But the benefits that come with it far outweigh those days. Um, I remember working in corporate and just 
feeling like a robotic drone every time I had to go into the office and deal with my boss who had zero, like he had no ability to think outside of his corporate box. And so I'd go to him with an idea or I'd go to him with some suggestion or I'd go to him with like a new way to approach things. And it was just always shot down. Like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And, um, I just remember leaving that environment. And I remember, this is so funny. The irony of this is that, uh, this is one of my, my older son's favorite songs now, but leaving the office, driving home, listening to Tom Petty, I'm free. I'm free to do what I want any old time. And I was like, and I just blasted that. I didn't have kids then. So, um, I could blast it in my car and I did. And it was a wonderful spring day and I had the windows down and just listening to that song. And that's really how I felt in my heart was like, I'm finally free of this illusion that I was was sold into and bought 100% that I had to work for someone else. And now I, I have this ability to not only control my schedule and control who, you know, what I get to do with my life. But I also am so blessed with the opportunities that show up for me and the people that I have been introduced to, especially this year. Like I have really um, been so genuinely, I, I keep using the word blessed, but this year, like I have had the opportunity to work with some geniuses, to learn from them, to be introduced to the way that they run their businesses, be introduced to uh, the problems that they also have that we sometimes think are only because we have a, a lower level business or a smaller business. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter what size of business you have, everybody has problems. And I just am so lucky to be able to learn from these mentors and my clients and other people who have paved the way so that I can get there more easily. I can get there um, in less time. And having control over how I spend my days, my dress code, the things I talk about, the way that I make impact is so monumentally exciting to me that how could how could I not be grateful? So I want you to take a look at your business. And a lot of times we can fall off track. And, and I just did an episode about our why and the involvement of our why. And if you're feeling off track, maybe just take a couple steps back and go, oh, well, this is it. This is why I'm off track. And realize, you know, that the the reason you love your business, the reason that you love showing up, the people that you're impacting and the people that you get to help and see if that shifts your perspective and shifts your gratitude. And then I have a couple more um, that I want to round out with. And so right now I'm in search of a puppy. I had a yellow lab named Emma that we got... um, She was six weeks old when I got her and she lived to the ripe old age of 12. And then I think she had cancer. We never really found out, but God love my dog. She actually, I think, sensed that I could not take her to the vet. And um, she went to the lake, had a great day playing at the lake with uh, my kids when they were pretty little and curled up under a tree and passed away peacefully. And so... I haven't had a a dog for a long time. She was my first baby. 
And so I've been kind of doing a little bit of puppy searching and I really want to rescue. I don't want to, um, I really don't want to adopt a, a puppy that's not uh, in need of a home. And um, so I've been doing this search and I'm kind of, I, I feel like I'm kind of just putting my foot in the water and I'm like, oh, do I really want, uh, you know, do I really want a puppy right now? Do I really want a dog? But I really, I mean, I'm feeling like, yes, yes, I do. And so we started, I started searching probably last August and I had a dog picked out and her name was Daisy. And she was also a yellow dog, a yellow lab. I think she was three and I really wanted this dog and I was really excited. And so I finally reached out and applied and contacted the rescue service that um, specializes in lab adoption. And they're like, oh, yep, she's available. And I was like, okay, it's, it's meant to, it's, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And so I'm trying to, you know, trust the, the way that the universe is delivering things and trust, um, the process without trying to control it, which is really hard because I try to control a lot of things. <laughs> but um, needless to say, she's such a great job. She was such a great dog that the people that were fostering her decided to keep her. And so I was so disappointed. I was like, oh, I just knew she was going to be the dog. And so that's happened a couple of times. But I'm really just trusting the process of, you know, what what that's going to look like and what that who that dog is going to be and it has to be the right fit for my lifestyle and my family and the timing um and right now i'm looking outside and it's nine degrees and it's snowing and it's going to snow again tomorrow and i'm like it's probably a good thing i don't have a puppy because i'd have to be outside with them right now in the snow so um the timing works out exactly the way it's supposed to and I was thinking about that as a metaphor to love. Like a lot of times we want to move into a romantic relationship with someone and we want it to look this way. And we want them to be pictured this way and we want them to do these things. And we want it to look exactly like this. We want, you know, to date for four months and then we want a diamond ring and we want them to propose here and we want to have the wedding here and we want to have this many people and then we want to have babies and blah, 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 blah. And we have it all planned out. And in reality, it looks nothing like that. Uh, it could be as simple as, you know, you hear it all the time from people that as soon as I stopped looking, the exact person I was looking for found me or I never thought it would happen. And then bam, out of the blue, it happened. And so if we look at our lives that way and we look at the, the things that show up in business, in work, in love, in family, there is a plan. And just because it's not our plan doesn't mean it's the wrong plan or it's not the right plan for us. There's a higher power at work in our lives. And I told um, my friend Jen this the other day as she was worried, I said, Jen, you have told me so many times and now I'm going to share the same words back to you. What is meant for you will not pass you by. It's just not possible. And so when you start to worry about, you know, your business should be here, or you should be doing this in your life, or you should have this much safer college, or you should have that car, you should be living here. Stop shooting on yourself. Because if it were meant for you, it would show up for you. And if it is meant for you, it will be for you when you are ready. And so, um, that's how I feel about my puppy search right now is like when the right dog is ready for me and our family, um, she is going to show up or he, he or she will show up. I'm kind of determined that it should be a she because I have so much masculine en energy in my house, but <laughs> we'll see. That's just me uh, focusing my 
uh, energy towards a female dog. But uh, I will keep you posted on that. But to wrap up the ep- the uh, episode is we have a um, bishop in my church, and um, she is her name's Karen Olivetto, El- and she posted a um, message that a friend of mine shared with me that I wanted to share with you. And it was actually a message that came from um, Pope Francis and the Catholic Church, which is interesting in and of itself, because um, my bishop is sharing from a different religion and total opposite ends of the spectrum. Typically in the Catholic Church, and I grew up Catholic, very conservative thinkers, whereas the Methodist church that I go to now, um, they are currently splitting, but I am much more in the liberal camp when it comes to uh, my theology. But what this tweet was that she she read that actually came from Pope Francis is, it left un- if left unchecked, he will destroy religion until only love is left. And she wrote, they wrote this as if it's a bad thing. Imagine if we dismantled all the things in the church that get in the way of us living Jesus's simple yet profound command to love God and to love others. Imagine what we teach. Imagine how we'd organize our shared life. Imagine how we'd engage the world. Imagine how our relationships with one another, with those we don't know, with the earth would be embodied. I think we should give it a try. And what was most interesting to me about this is that there were so many people in the comments that were just like, oh, this is wonderful, and, and this and that, and blah, blah, blah. And, and then there were the comments that were once again causing divisiveness. I only wished it was true about Pope Francis. He does have an excellent PR machine. And so my question, or the reason I'm reading this to you and sharing it for you, is at what point do we decide to lay down arms and empower each other to open our minds and ask, what do you think? And actually listen. It doesn't mean you have to change your beliefs. It doesn't mean you have to change your mind, but we have to open the conversation. We have to be willing to eliminate divisiveness and re connect with each other because the divisiveness isn't working. We have more violence. We have more deaths. We have more suicides. We have more disconnection than we've ever had before. And I wanted to share this with you because my ask is that instead of judging the people outside of yourselves and wishing you had what they had or wishing they would be like you, Give gratitude for who they are and the journey they have walked. Because when you can do that and when you can begin to take responsibility for who you are and the reasons that you have become this person and only responsibility for your actions, your words, and your thoughts, you open the door for someone else to do the same. And I think that if we can open the door to let people be who they are and love them anyway, we have the chance to heal this world. We have the chance to make it better for our kids and our grandkids and our great grandkids. And that's not just the earth, which also needs healing. 
It's the relationships of the people that live on this planet, and we have to coexist together. And so on this Valentine's Day, I want to encourage you to open your heart, to open your, your pad of gratitude and start writing down the things you're thankful for, and to take 100% responsibility for the way that you show up and the way that you act and interact in the world. Because that that is the true meaning of Valentine's Day. That is the true meaning of love. When you can put your opinions aside, Just a reminder, don't forget to sign up for my free training to create your irresistible download. Everybody wants a great free download. Why shouldn't you have one too? Grow and build your email list so you can get more clients by joining me on my free training at alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie. I'll see you soon.